If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, friends, to the 286th edition of Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox show. Coming up on this week's episode, some big Destiny full sequel news. Don't call it Destiny 2 quite yet. Uh, also, a, uh, a game you may remember from a couple of E3s ago has had a very curious cancellation. We'll talk through that, as well as some uh, Mass Effect multiplayer news and a few notable release dates. So stay tuned for all of that. But first... Uh, I'll introduce the group. Destin Legary, as usual, to my right. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Sean the Shark Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. Sitting in Thanks with us for this having week. Me back. Marty Sleeper. It was a big, it was a big hearty berry on. It's been a very yeah. long week. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it ain't over yet. And we're flying at 8.30 in the morning to PAX. Oh, yes, PAX. Be you'll be, yeah. you're going to have a good time. Yeah, we'll be there. If you're uh, in Boston for the weekend, uh, come say hi. Sean and I will be there along with Alana. Uh, come, uh, we have a couple panels uh, from 2 to 3 p.m. on Friday. You can come to our IGN AMA where you can literally ask us anything about the site. We're going to answer. Mm. No holds barred. Uh, on Saturday from 3 to 4, we have a panel about how video games are stupid, but we love them for that. <laughs> and then also from Saturday, something really cool, from 12.15 to 12.45, uh, Alana and I are going to be sh- doing a mini episode of Unlocked from the Microsoft stage. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that'll be great. cool. I think we're going to be doing it while playing. They were like, do you guys want to play a game while doing it? And we're like, can we play Banjo? And they said yes. There you go. So that's like your dream scenario. That is our dream. Yeah, yeah. perfect. It's making it real. Yeah, so come and say hi to us. Uh, I wanted to start off by making sure everybody sets their expectations accordingly for this week's episode. It will 100% not be as good as last week. He's saying Sean isn't a good replacement for Phil Spencer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm yes. right here. Hey, I don't have right a pen here. this week to drop awkwardly and have a thousand comments about. <laughs> that was the There's best thread on that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big thread on that. Yeah. It was Phil so just gave great. Me, look, I've never had such a like... <laughs> A smart, powerful, important man give me such a, like, what are you doing with your life look? It's like usually one of you guys being like, what are you doing? Yeah. My, I just, I, I feel bad almost that, like, the, the, the clip that's out there is great, but where I was sitting, it was way funnier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just with, it was just like, because the play unfolded right in front of me. Well, it was also yeah. like, I was, the reason I had that was because we were doing news breakouts because yes. it was a really great interview where Phil said some incredible things from the questions you asked. And you asked something, I don't know what it was about Scorpio or about E3 or something. I was like, ooh. And I went to write it and my hands <laughs> stopped too working. excited. Yep. So. But how you went to write it was so crazy. You like rocketed the pen out at like, <laughs> just, like maximum warp. It went off. And I looked and Phil looked at me. I was like, oh. <laughs> No pens yeah, this no, week. It was, it was great to have Phil here. I want to thank Phil again mm-hmm. uh, publicly 
which I already did privately. But yeah, it was just so cool of him to take you know an hour plus out of his out of his busy GDC week. You know, he's, the guys guys like that have uh, just meeting after meeting. Mm-hmm. So for him to carve out the time to come on in here was was really super cool. And I I think everybody the feedback I got is most people seem to enjoy that episode more think, than most. I mean, we yeah we've had the opportunity just working in the industry and working closely with Microsoft from time to time on our coverage to meet and hang out with Phil a bunch of times. He's always super genuine and very cool. But I also love when he's on camera. He really uh, gives off this aura of this sense like he's very much thinking about how to answer these questions in the way that he can without dodging it. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of yeah, people – Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. A lot of uh, – I just saw a lot of the comments were like he's very honestly and genuinely yeah, trying he's to candid. answer these questions. And he's a guy yeah, who obviously cares. Yeah. People respect that. Gamers respect that. I respect that. Well, as a parting gift after that show last yeah. week, Marty, you were given – you are given yeah. con- full control over the Blinks license. Yeah. By, this is <laughs> public. Twitter, Twitter is legally binding. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be undone. Yeah, Phil, Phil gave gave you the IP mm-hmm. o- over Twitter. Yep. So I my I have the exclusive with you now. Yes. What are you going to do with the Justin, Blinks This is a news IP? breakout. Mark the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> my give, pen. I'm going to give uh, development to the Fulbright Company. And with what they did with Gone Home, where it was sort of a story of a, of a young girl's sexual awakening, yeah. I feel like we can marry that with the time-traveling vacuum cat. <laughs> so we have this time-traveling vacuum cat, but what happens when uh, he falls in love with maybe another, I'll alley, tell you what happens. another alley cat? Bestseller. Yeah. 9.5 IGN. Yeah. Game of the year. Yeah, I don't feel like I can review that. Also, full disclosure to the three people who thought that was real. It's not <laughs> Twitter works. not how things work. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Also, I couldn't keep a pen on a table. What do you think I would do if someone was like, you have control of an intellectual property? I would drop it on the floor because I was hungover. <laughs> and to be fair, we, when we weren't sure what was going on with Blinks like two years ago, we actually looked into what it would take to yeah. acquire an IP. If it, it wasn't that much money. Was it? It, it was like forty dollars. A lot of legwork. Yeah, Not it was really. more effort than money. Yeah. and I think we got a soft agreement that Nathan Vella from Cappy said he would make the game. Yes. So once Below comes out, yeah, <laughs> or he'll we'll put him on it. Yeah, we'll get him put him on. Perfect. The best that's man on that's the how job. Game development works, <laughs> and it'll be done. Yeah, it's fine. All right, let's get to the news, and I want to start. With these two gentlemen flanking me, I'll Shark, say, I'll sit out Destin. on this one. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I, you know, I, I played Destiny when it came out, but not since. You guys have been just carrying the Destiny torch. You do Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny podcast. Yep. We've got some serious Destiny, don't call it Destiny 2, but it's actually Destiny 2 news. This week, Bungie finally talking about what's going to happen yep. with the sequel. So uh, what can we expect, guys? All right. So uh, we don't know too much about what the game's going to actually be, but we do know about your character's progression into the sequel. And uh, basically, your appearance in your class will go. None of your weapons or gear uh, are going to so they will preserve character customization from the first game for any player who has achieved level 20 and completed the black garden story mission i'm fine with this i'm fine with a clean slate uh sean how do you feel i feel the same way i mean destiny 2 gives gamers the opportunity to jump into this big franchise and people were making the argument that like in one regard it may seem a little bit antithetical to wipe all of the progress you've made out you've made with uh coming into the sequel for players who've been playing since the beginning. But at the same time, like 
your character's appearance, like the actual character itself, will persist. And that also gives people the opportunity to not feel alienated when they're coming into this new oh, franchise. Yeah. And for me personally, like I love Destiny and I love the community so much that like more people coming in is better. Yeah. So I also am not opposed to this. I like this. I'm happy your character will persist, but I mean – that character creator was so basic. You couldn't yeah, do a ton. I hope they improve that aspect in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to be like, is your character going, if you bring your character over, is it going to look sort of basic compared to someone who jumps into Destiny 2 and makes a brand new character? Good point. Or so I, we don't, I think you'll be able to like tweak your character. With, I hope so. This is game, what? Like Mass Effect 2, when yeah. you die, like I was saying, you can yeah, remake like your character. Everyone. What? You die? Yeah, so when you <laughs> That's went... That's I'm almost done with one. Oh, sorry. Well, so like, when you went from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 and you imported your old character... For uh, it did give that character like a slight level bonus or something that was negligible yeah. in the long run they, of the game. Yeah, that's a good point. They Maybe are actually, Destiny could do something like they that. They are going to reward players who played the original, actually, uh, with uh, emblems or something. I don't remember what they specifically said. Uh, and also, there was some news about how they're sending Destiny off into the sunset today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they revealed that they're bringing all the raids up to 390 light level. They're going to have a rotating raid every week. You can play the raid. You can get uh, a whole new set of armor from the raids. And uh, that's really exciting for longtime players. Yeah, especially because like a lot of the people who've been playing since the very beginning of Destiny, those raids, we remember them very fondly. And uh, mechanically, that first raid, Vault of Glass, is still by far the most difficult one. So to play that at newer light levels with the challenge and enemies scaled up to your level, it's going to be a grand old time, and I can't wait to get into it. I, I feel like as somebody who, again, is kind of a lapsed Destiny player, I, I feel like their solution for character stuff into, from Destiny 1 into Destiny 2 is, is about the most ideal situation because yeah. you can still give you experienced players and you, you continued players some semblance of a connection to your character that you've put so many hundreds if not thousands of hours into. Yeah. But without giving putting people like Marty and, and I who, such who walked away, yeah, exactly right. So. Yeah, there are ways to do this really smart, and like one of the ways I always bring up is moving from Diablo three to Reaper of Souls. One of the wep- one of the things that Bun or not Bungie, one of the things that Blizzard did to uh, reward players who had played since the beginning was your character in Reaper of Souls has these angels' wings, and it's just cosmetic, but it looks really really cool. Yeah. And players who came to Reaper of Souls newly were like, "Whoa, what is that item?" And then people would say, "Well, I played." That Diablo three before oh, Reaper cool. Souls, yeah. and you were like, "Oh, that's really cool." And it's that doesn't put you at a disadvantage, but it rewards the players who played from the beginning. If Destiny could do something like that with ornamentations, that would be awesome. Yeah. Also, for players like Marty and Ryan who played a little bit, then bounced. Uh, they are making it more cinematic, more story driven. They, I, yeah, they learned. My with, ears. They learned with Taken King sure. that that works. Uh, what it, what they launched with does yeah. not, and you know, people call them on it. And I'll say, I mean, I think I've said this on the show before, but. There is, and this is no disrespect to Bungie at all, but there's basically nothing they could do at this point to get me back into Destiny One because yeah. I just, you know, the the ship, ship sailed. Sure. Yeah. You know, I know Taken King was supposed to be a, a big improvement, and and uh, some of the subsequent add-on content, but but yeah, with that with that fresh start with Destiny Two. I will absolutely be back there on day one to give it another to give that new story, that new game a fresh look. There's such a long line of games where the proper sequel 
took like a really solid core and made something incredible out of it. Yes. Borderlands. Yeah, know. whether it's Borderlands, Assassin's Creed 2, Mass oh, Effect 2, Watch Dogs 2. No, Mass Effect? Mass Effect 1's the best Mass Effect. Oh, no, I agree. Is. But <laughs> systems-wise and inventory-wise and gameplay-wise, Mass Effect 2 took a huge uh, improvement over So I had a horrible moment playing Mass Effect yesterday where I made it to 95% through the game and my Ashley was never racist and I had a conversation oh, with yeah. her and she got super racist. She's totally racist. <laughs> she got insanely racist. Yeah. I I made it almost to the end of that game being able to tell people when they're like she's a racist i'm like not my ashley yeah my ashley's awful <laughs> yep. jesus i should have left <laughs> her on that planet not my ashley god welcome uh, to this realization 10 one, years later one thing about destiny that's really cool bringing it back to the the game at hand uh, i do want to say it's really cool that we can talk about this character progression and you guys actually have something to say about it you guys who haven't yeah, played cool. yeah. that says a lot about the sequel and how people seem like they're well for us we have to give it another chance we have to editorially speak about it well, of course but i think a lot of people from the community you're going to be like, all right, let's see what you did. Yeah, I mean, I think Destiny is is the potential to be one of the three biggest games of the fall, oh, yeah. you know, along with like Red Dead and Call of Duty and Battlefront. It's a huge product for Activision. It's in their top And I think three. deservingly, too. Like, it's kind of frustrating for me to kind of always jump into the Fireteam chat comments and see those same old haters like, no story and stuff. And I'm like, listen, man, the game has evolved so much since the time it launched that I think that if anyone has done enough to earn players a second shot with the sequel, like, it couldn't be anyone but Bungie. Yeah. Like, what they did with Taken King is, like, for all intents and purposes, basically a different game. I mean, Lots of great storytelling, character development, cinematics, cutscenes, like a narrative through line that makes sense, all the stuff that kind of Destiny 1 was missing. If that's your main complaint, well, listen, that's in the game I mean, now, and I think they're going to do way more of it in Destiny if, 2. Uh, if the last generation, like the, the 360 PS3 generation, was sort of... In, me, to, in my mind, its mission statement was the like emergence of the open world. Everything's an open world game, mm-hmm. you know, whether Ubisoft's making it, whether it's a Batman game, whether it's GTA. Whereas with this generation, I feel like one of the big things is games as a platform. And oh, yeah. Destiny, uh, The Division, uh, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, these are games that when they come out, they're one thing and they score a little bit low. But by the time you're a year or two out, like these are completely different games. Yeah, that, they evolve like, over yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one game that unfortunately will not be evolving anywhere. Oh, no. Is, <laughs> That's uh, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to make lemonade out of lemons from that one. But <laughs> do, if, do, if does anybody out there remember uh, Dean Hall's game Ion? It was announced on Microsoft stage at E3 two years ago, two, 2015. It, if you don't say Dean Hall's Ion, I do no. not yeah. remember. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> I do like, not Ion was canceled. I would have been like, huh? But it was like Dean Hall's. I was like, oh man, that was on stage two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a. Big, the, all we got was a teaser trailer that suggested it was a very large scale space faring game. The, and that teaser, that idea looked really great. Yeah. Unfortunately, it has been canceled. It is, uh, and which, right. like, you know, we can't say we're necessarily surprised because I don't think there's literally been a public word of that game spoken since then. I would literally not be surprised if you look at our object if the two stories are Ion Revealed and Ion Cancelled. <laughs> Those literally might be the two stories. <laughs> I'm, that might, you might actually need to look that up while I'm really reading funny. this because That's really funny. you I might mean, be right. Funny, that, that situation is funny. Fun, not funny that the game's going to yeah. cancelled. We had Dean Hall in here a long time ago to talk about DayZ on the original Up at Noon back with Greg Miller and I got the chance to meet him, had a photo taken with him. Dude's a super sharp and interesting dude. Right, like yeah. comes from the military, mm-hmm. and uh, had this great like life story, and like I really respect guys like that and their ability to kind of take that live experience and synthesize it into something really, really interesting, like he did with DayZ. So it's just it's kind of a bummer to hear that this game, which I had heard nothing about since then. Well, 
uh, is you know off the shelf or we, not coming to the shelves at all. Do we know why it was canceled, Ryan? Yeah, we've got a little bit of an explanation here. So it was a co-development situation <laughs> with. Uh, Sorry, is that what? There's it is? four stories to the four object. stories. E3 2015. Ion announced from the creator of DZ. E3 2015. American Truck Simulator announced. <laughs> E3 2015, Podcast Unlocked, episode 199.5, Daisy Creators Microsoft exclusive Ion has been canceled. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't know well, what truck simulator thing. Yeah. Did that game ever come up? Is that the same that got thing? In there. Why is that tied with that object? <laughs> oh, you know who wrote it? Mitch Dyer. <laughs> Blame Mitch. Uh, so, yeah, we've got statements from actually both of the co-development parties. So here is uh, the non-Dean Hall side, the studio called Improbable. They said... Ion was initially conceived as a project for co-development between Improbable and Rocketworks, which is Dean's outfit. A lot has changed since then. Dean Hall moved, uh, moved back to New Zealand from London. Rocketworks has started on a number of other games, and we have grown increasingly into a platform for games to, de- to be deployed on a cloud-based development solution called Spatial OS. We can definitely say that Improbable is not currently working on Ion. However, we have not previously commented on and cannot now comment on Rocketworks's current or future plans. In other words, we're out. We, we don't know what Dean's doing, but we're not involved. And then Dean says, we're not actively working on Ion. No, I am not involved in that, nor is Rocketworks Studio in New Zealand. When I look at Ion, Ion could only happen with a company like Improbable with the scale of technology like that. And that's not a game we could do alone. So yeah, like okay. I don't. This isn't to me. This is like that's interesting. It's not like Scalebound or Fable, where it was like, oh man, what a bummer. Yeah, we like, didn't have anything inve- emotionally sure. invested like, in this. What was that other game that got canceled? That was like just a name. It was a Microsoft. It was like an Xbox exclusive that was like literally just a name. Project something maybe. It wasn't Mose and Milo. I don't know. There's no. Yeah. If, if I don't know, it did that. I remember Project Milo. It wasn't Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor boy. Milo and Kate. We hardly knew ye. Uh, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's tough to be upset when we never got the chance to be hyped up in the first yeah. place, but, uh, you know, hopefully both parties here will be able to move on to more prosperous adventures, uh, prosperous well, ventures. Especially because Daisy is so good. Yes. That is such a good game. I'm yeah. surprised they got to a point where they were able to announce and then it just seems like they hit too many roadblocks and had to cancel it. But I mean, if that's what's best for both these studios... That's fine. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you never know. You, you go into some, you go into a project with the best of intentions, and yeah. you, you probably think, well, maybe we're we're pretty early on, but boy, Microsoft's offered to have us on, ha- on their stage, yeah. so yeah. let's get a trailer no? ready. Yeah, you can't we've, say no uh, to that. We've talked kind of at length on different episodes about the idea of announcing games before they're ready or sure. long before they're ready. Or Bill if they're talked too about it long in your last week. Yeah. yeah, and he said he expressed kind of a, a hesitance going forward about when it, being smarter about how we announce that. Just out of your guys' perspectives and your opinions, like would you like it if games kind of like as an industry did the whole thing where movies – that movies do, which is like when you see the trailer, that movie's basically done at that point. Yeah, I think we're getting – I think uh, Fallout 4 was sort of the line in the sand of more and more people doing that. We're seeing Mass Effect do that right we're now. Mass Effect do that. We saw uh, you know, Watch Dogs 2 obviously last mm-hmm. year. I would put money down that a lot of games that we see in the next couple of months are going to be the big fall games. that we mm-hmm. have, like. I mean Destiny 2. We haven't seen Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty does that every year. We haven't seen That's Call true. of Duty this year. We haven't seen Battlefront. We know they're coming. Like – I would say maybe the game's done, but they're still doing a ton of just bug patches, like internally, before they do that green disc and ship it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so a, yeah, there's they definitely have reveal. everything there, and they're just like refining. Yeah. It's like that's what it it's is. Also, right till launch. It's tough, though, because it's, it's almost impossible for anybody to really keep a secret nowadays. There's just too many people and too many moving parts involved. Yeah. 
where things leak out and then, you know, uh, the big companies freak out because the messaging for sure. their hundred million dollar thing is is yeah. wrong, and if if it starts, you know, it can it can quickly get out of control. So there, it is a really tough line to walk. But yeah, I think you're right, Marty. I think we're starting to the industry starting to evolve uh, into what you're saying, Sean. Of just be you know be more of uh, more certainty with the marketing. I mean, Blizzard when I was when I was growing up. With Diablo and Diablo 2 and uh, certainly StarCraft 2 more recently and uh, pretty much everything Blizzard's ever worked on. They'll announce it like three years in advance. Yeah. Heck, they, had, Ghost. they had Project Titan, which never came out. Yeah, it was sort, sort of, of morphed into Overwatch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, it's... But I think we're starting to see the industry get a little more wise to that stuff. It's just super interesting for me because I compare movies and games industries a lot, but like... And movies have had their issues with this in the past, specifically late, like recently with The Rock and Vin Diesel with that kerfuffle over Facebook where it's not so easy to keep people's opinions and what they say under wraps. But for the most part, when you hear about a movie for the first time, like that is very much a studio decision. Things are rarely leaked. There are some mistakes here and there. But – by the time you see a teaser or see a poster or hear a casting announcement, that stuff's been in the development for like months at the yes, time. Yes, with the caveat of what was that day like three years ago when Marvel was like, here's every X Men or here's all the Marvel oh, movies yeah. until 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> I might literally be dead by the time yeah. Inhumans comes out. Now it's like, yeah, wait, that's not a real movie. Well, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting like use that case because right. that's the superhero phenomenon <laughs> sure. where both and Marvel DC and DC are trying thing. to. Yeah. Star Wars is doing the same thing. Yeah, like yeah. trying to lay the groundwork for the foundation long into the future, yeah. which I'm not really on board with either. Movies also start their PR cycle like a year in advance usually before release yeah right? it depends on the movie but yeah like fast eight that's been being marketed for a year about and uh gaming i think it's a little bit tighter like we were talking about halo wars 2 that started a few months like it started to ramp up again a few months before launch and yeah, yeah there's an art to it and there's no right or wrong answer no um it's just you sort of have to do i mean most we've talked about this most games can't get away with the fallout or oh sure uh, mass effect thing of we're not showing you anything until six months before yeah. the game's out like mm-hmm. most games can't get away with that yeah like, uh yeah i mean less less is more i i remember uh, pardon me if i've told the story before but i was so i was such a diablo fan as a kid so diablo came out i was 16 so then there was diablo 2 which ended up shipping in 2000 so I'm a teenager at that point but diablo 2 was announced like three years before it ultimately came out wow and this is in the early web days when uh, this is going to super date me. But if any of you old people like me remember Microsoft front page and sort of those early tools you could use to make your own website, because otherwise oh you, had to, you had to code everything by hand. Like I did it by hand. Front, front page, page was, was one of the first things where it was sort of the doesn't even ring about WYSI yeah. an HTML yeah. generator. Basically. Yeah, basically. You lay out and how so you want, it makes the I, I actually got together with a few other people on like a. A message board or a bulletin board or something and started a Diablo 2 fan site. Like, I was so excited yeah. about Diablo 2. And I think that fan site must have been up for two years before that <laughs> game yeah. came out. I mean, and it's just like you get to a point where like, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's also, <laughs> that seemed like, especially when you look at the, the first party uh, conferences last year, that it feels like a very philosophical difference. Whereas most of the big games on Microsoft's conference are out or we've played them. Whether yeah. It was, you know, Gears or Halo Wars or Forza or Inside or Yappy Few, or at least we got to play mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. Uh, whereas all the big games at Sony stage, like how many of us have played God of War and Spider-Man and, and Death Stranding, yeah. you know, and yeah. you saw it, but it's, 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 it's worked for them. 
Oh no, it's totally like it's totally one of those things, for them. super hype. But like those three games I just mentioned, I doubt any of them are out this year. Same thing. Yeah. I doubt Detroit or well, Days Gone is out this year. Is that what they're going like, to keep doing? Like announcing games that are coming out in five years? I mean, it's oh, working, it's working for them right now. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's like a reactionary thing on the gamers' perspective because like when PS4 launched, like the whole thing was like, where are all the exclusives right now? Like in this moment, right? There was that period leading up to the holidays, and like I guess it would have been 2014. Where no, that's when it launched, right? Twenty thirteen, before it launched. Twenty thirteen. So maybe maybe it was twenty fourteen then, but I can't remember. They're good now. But everyone, all the all the play, all the PlayStation Four owners were like, "Where are my exclusive PlayStation Four games?" And now it's like, "Here are all these exclusive PlayStation Four games," and the gamers are like, "That is awesome!" Mm-hmm. Even if it'll be five years before you play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's it is it is strange. You're, you make a good point, Marty. It's the the philosophical philosophical differences uh-huh. is unique. But I mean, yeah, you heard Phil. State state pretty clearly here last week, you know whatever they show on stage at, at Xbox's press conference this year, it's probably going to be out by 2018 most likely. It's yeah, highly unlikely we're going to be seeing any 2019 or 2020 yeah. titles. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about E3 is how different each of the conferences are. Let I me mean, look at E3 last year for Nintendo was just like, oh yeah, we just have Zelda. We were just doing <laughs> it, it is, and everyone was like, that's insane. And then the game came out, and everyone gave it a ten. But oh, it's oh, so one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Speaking right. of Zelda, just a moment. I've been playing that game so much. <laughs> it's consumed my life. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, link screen, unlock screen. It works. It's yeah. fine. It's all, totally it's all fine. Totally uh, Destin. Yeah. So bad news for you as a Ma- Mass Effect super fan, but good news for Marty as a PAX East attendee. Yeah. And Finnegan, because I'm going to. And Sean Finnegan. Tagging in at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. So oh. Mass Effect Andromeda, they uh, canceled their multiplayer tech test. Uh, that was canceled. But it's going to be playable at PAX East. Yes. I didn't know which one it was. Yeah. The one in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go hands-on with uh, the Mass Effect uh, Andromeda multiplayer for the first time. It'll be the first time anyone goes hands-on with it. We'll get our impressions up right away. But then, yeah, the public there will be able to go hands-on with it, too. And then there's also Mass Effect has a panel, I believe, from noon to one or from one to two on Friday. There's two panels on Friday. There's one uh, that it's either noon to one or one to two. Paci- I'm trying to figure out Pacific time. And then there's one later well, it'll in the be, day. It'll also. be East Coast for anybody who attends. Yeah, so yeah East Coast. Whatever time that is. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> That's uh, There's two on Friday, actually. And uh, yeah, it's going to be... A uh, exciting weekend for people who get to play it, Marty. Yes, I'm going to play it for uh, using my vast Mass Effect One knowledge. Yeah. Also, going from playing Mass Effect One to Mass Effect Andromeda is probably going to blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making quite the leap yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the following week, the week after PAX, we may have a little something special. We in the do have here. something special. With I like, regard to I like how you were like bad news, Destin. I'm like the game's out in like two weeks. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good way. He's got enough Mass Effect stuff on his plate right now. I play a little bit of Mass Effect We're, Edmonton, and one of the things to come out of that is the multiplayer thing we're revealing next week, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday the 15th. Uh, just still locking down the time. It'll be, it'll be around noon, noon or 1 Pacific yep. time. Uh, we'll have the Bioware crew in here, and they will be showing right. off a bunch of new multiplayer stuff that you don't see. At oh, Were you a big multiplayer guy in Mass Effect? Mass Effect 3's multiplayer is pretty decent, yeah. actually. Uh, I played it again uh, recently on my, my stream thing, and uh, 
people are still playing that game. Mm-hmm. They have like a ton of people still online playing multiplayer. It's kind of incredible, yeah. and it's because of the Xbox backwards compatibility. Yeah, and I bet and, people are like jumping in now, especially to sort of get to get hyped up for the new game. Makes and sense. also, cool. the EA Play stuff has made it super accessible. You just if you have EA Play, you have all the Mass Effect games in their entirety, or all EA, their deals. EA access. Sorry, yeah, I made the yes. same mistake a, a yeah. sh- one or two shows yeah. back. I think EA Play. Yeah, thank you. EA Play is their E3 event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, EA access is their ten dollar a month or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, live game active library service. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool service. Uh, so just a few more release dates to finish up with. It's, it's kind of a dead news week, uh, which is fine. Oh, after last week, oh, I'm sorry, Horizon yeah, Zelda. Seriously. I'm totally fine the with corner. that. Pray yeah. in May. <laughs> last Justice week was too. I'm man. good with a slow news week. <laughs> so uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, which is a game I think not necessarily a huge chunk of our audience thinks about, but those games do huge. Those are really popular games. Yeah. Uh, and they're. I'll tell you, uh, they came in here, uh, did a video, it's on IGN, uh, maybe a month or so ago. I really liked it. It, it kind of had a bit of a old-school Ghost Recon mm-hmm. feel to it. You can, you can, it's... Ghost Recon? A little open-worldy, but uh, you can play it stealthy. You can go all out, guns blazing. I really liked the bit, the chunk I played, but uh, you'll have to wait a little longer. That game's been pushed back one more time. It's been delayed before. April 25th That's is good, its new release date. That's a good window. Yeah, there's nothing. Not much in April. Right? Yeah, there's not much. We got a couple like solid A, double A games coming out. We got Ukulele. We got a game we're going to bring up next. Yes. Uh, I think uh, this really rad indie game uh, from some of the Tequila Works developers called Sexy Brutal is coming up, which is sort of a cool, puzzly time travel game. I believe it's April. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's, it's going to be one of those good times for everyone to catch up on all the giant game, uh, personas coming out. Uh, that's PS4. Oh, or, yeah, uh, not on Xbox. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show, Mark. Sorry, sorry. Xbox has so many JRPGs, though. <laughs> Lost Odyssey. I'm actually yeah. really sad about that. I loved Persona 4. It's backwards compatible. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but I think it's cool. for It's going to be like a good time for everyone to be like, all those games you missed from the first insane quarter of the year, like if you didn't play Resident Evil, if you didn't play For Honor, if you didn't play Ghost Recon, uh, sort of the calm before the storm of cool games in May. Indeed. Uh, so you teased it, Marty. Mm-hmm. Voodoo Vince remastered. We, we were asking Phil about it, I think, towards the end of his time uh, on the show last week. And he, he said that we, he thought we'd get a date <laughs> this week. Yeah. He was right. He was right. Yeah. We got that, and it is April 18th for Voodoo Vince Remastered. And the game, it's got a nice price tag, 15 bucks. Yeah. That's you another know, game we're going to be playing uh, at PAX. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. We've got some video on IGN now that yeah. we had exclusively from, I think it was January. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was a good little while ago now. But, yeah, I, you know, for those, I, I've been getting this a lot. A lot of people are like, oh, I've heard about Voodoo Vince, but never play. What is it? it? And it's it's a it's a platformer. It's a character mascotty yeah. platformer, but uh, really cool art direction, mm-hmm. great music, sort yeah. of New Orleans jazz. Uh, you know, kind of fitting with the whole theme, and it's just it's. I mean, honestly, the game. I don't. It wasn't a nine or a ten or anything no. like that when it came out. It was like a solid eight. You know, it's a really really solid great game. That you know, it'll be it'll be nice to fire it up again here yeah. after. 
gosh, 12 plus years yeah, or whatever. Like we've been saying, like this, this sort of oncoming wave of colorful character platformers resurging with ukulele. Uh, there's yeah. a really cool indie game called Snake Pass that I played, which is some former rare folk and also sumo digital. Uh, Snake, Snake Pass. Pass. Yeah. It's sort of like a physics based, very, very physics based, uh, 3D platformer, which is really cool. Also coming out in April. Um, and then obviously we're going to have Psychonauts 2 next year and Mario in the fall. So good times. Oh my God, Mario. Mario. <laughs> yeah. He's not green. We can't talk about him. You can't talk about Luigi. <laughs> Mario's universal. No, it's green. Talk about green things. We can talk about the Irish. We can talk about Luigi. I am Irish. Good. Uh, I'm really about excited that. about Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dad. Well, you, hey, Marty, you just yeah. mentioned Tequila Works, actually. Yeah. This is Couple games Tequila Works' other game. I like how they went, they went like silent since Daylight. Deadlight. Deadlight. Deadlight, which was... 360 XBLA game in 2013. In 2013, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're, we're releasing two games. Within wait, three I think weeks. it's been 2012. Jeez. I think it was 2012. No, it I was 2012. I reviewed it, it was one up. up. It was when I started working here. Yeah, what? I started working. Yeah, here. wow. It was one of the first games I reviewed yeah. for IGN. Both reviewed it. Sabatier. I have no record. I have no idea. I don't even know. <laughs> we gave things like winged. I gave it seven wingdings out of eight or something. Wait, you reviewed it for one up? For yeah. one up? And he reviewed for IGN. Yeah, you guys did not. You, yeah, you we used the A B C. Yeah, I gave like a B plus. Seems like something I would do. Sounds about right. Yeah, I remember that. It's had that uh, crappy off. sewer mission in the middle of the game. Oh, the rest of it was God, awesome. it was such a bummer. But the rest of it was so good. Yeah, yeah totally. So good. Anyway, Rhyme is their next game. Yeah, it looks great. Which, yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of people down on this game because people are like, well, if Sony dropped it, it must be terrible. Oh, like, that works. That's not really how things go. You yeah. know, there are a lot of factors that go into yeah. business decisions like that. Our... IGN Spain team played this game and said it's real good. And there's the first thirty something minutes of it on IGN, it awesome. and it's got it, it's exactly the kind of game that I want to play. Like I remember like, seeing it at E3 when they revealed the trailer. I think it was the same year. It was Gamescom. They, Gamescom. It was, at, it was Gamescom uh, on Sony stage. 14? 2013, then 2014, again on at Gamescom, Sony stage, and, and then it went dark until January, until us. Until us yeah. yeah, I remember seeing the trailer at any rate and being like, "That looks really cool." Yeah, it's like Studio Ghibli meets Eco meets The Witness. Like, yep, real good stuff. Yeah, I hope it turns yeah. out well. Yeah, so that's out May 26th, and that's going to be a $30 game. So, got a fairly reasonable price uh-huh. on that one. I'm, uh, yes. Yeah, so these the the spring starting to fill in a bit. And then I know Destin is uh, your big one. You're going to be looking at Injustice Two. Oh yeah, that's in, in May. early yeah. May, right? Yeah. So Prey a couple weeks later. Prey yeah. is first week of May. I think it's so like it's... Injustice, then Prey afterwards. Yeah, yeah. can't remember it the might exact. Be the other way around. My pick. I think Prey is like the first week of May. Oh, okay. Injustice was the second. I want to say Injustice is the 21st, but I don't know for sure. I think it's so. the 12th. I think you might have. 12th. Okay. That's what stands out in my head. Because I remember right. your interview with Ed Boone. He was yeah. talking. Wait, about when that. does Injustice come out? In May. Okay. Later in May. Yeah. So plenty, plenty coming up. Get, I gotta, I gotta hurry up and get going on Zelda, <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna be pausing Zelda to play Mass Effect because I don't want any spoilers for that. Oh game. yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. be left behind. I mean, that's the thing about us is that like in our office, like it's really hard. Oh to man, yeah. it's hard to avoid spoilers. You gotta be I like, in, and I just put on my music. Yeah, you just gotta keep like plugged in the whole time, or else someone will spoil <laughs> it. Just like, like not even like ahead on Zelda, maliciously, so. but just yeah. There's like, did you, uh, what was it? Aransky got some movie spoiled f- for him, like, so poorly by Brian Malkowitz because Brian had just assumed that he had seen it since yeah. <laughs> Aransky's a big movies guy. And he just walked up and was like, oh, ending of this so and so, what'd you think? And he goes, 
I did not know that, and that was just like, <laughs> oh, it was some movie. Man. I can't remember the movie. Alana either. spoiled uh, the end of The Force Awakens to me on the Friday morning it came out <laughs> because I was working <laughs> the Thursday night beforehand, so I didn't get to go to the showing. No. She totally told me what happens with Kylo and Han, and I was like, yeah, I wasn't there with you last night. She's like, Oh yeah, you weren't, yeah. were you? Oh like, man! Nope. And then Brutal. she says, "I spoiled Terminator 2 for her." I was going to say, "You really paid her back." Years the old, robot died. No, I said it's that not even he's really. the good guy in the movie. <laughs> which I, I spoiled one moment. It's a cool moment in the movie where he pulls the gun out of the, the, the rose case, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, he's going to shoot the kid," but he doesn't. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man, let's move on to the marketplace report. Sean Finnegan, we don't get to have you on quite as often. That's true. So, take us through what we can spend our money on this week. So, at retail, we have Ghost Recon Wildlands, Lego Worlds, both at $30. Nope. Go, if, oh. It's only... Why would you only, only know included one price? Because, because, because it's a, a normal price, it's 60 In, Let me retract Yeah, Sean, that, that, this geez. is your fault. Great job choosing me on this, Ryan. It's <laughs> been a disaster Oh, it's my already. fault now. Yeah. We'll never make that mistake again. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands... Sixty dollars, even Thank though the you. price is not noted here, <laughs> and Lego Worlds, which is thirty dollars, and it is noted there. <laughs> on digital, we have sub doing it this zero. way for like four years. Well, I'm not, I'm not on the show all that often, so. <laughs> but you produce it, and you have this full, this file in front of you at all times. I'm never listening at this part. <laughs> uh, sub level zero redo Redux Redux Redux. Never really hate, decided. Wow, can't read. This I is, hate the name of every one of these games, again, except for our Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, that's $20. Verdun at $12. That's a, that's a World Verdun War... with this segment. Let's go. <laughs> it's a World War One first-person shooter, by the way. What? Verdun? I'm dead serious. Well, uh, yeah. Verdun. I bet they're really going to eat Battlefield 1's God, meal. this is terrible. WRC FIA 6 World Rally Championship. No, you're done. It's you don't Cisco get to make games here. Yeah, get Cisco in here. Is that a racing game? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that a... Please get the next one right. Rally, rally racing. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, $25. Dope I actually game. played this Pick game. it up. Yeah, I played it on 360. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, this game should be... Is this game not backwards compatible? Because if that's the case, that sucks. There's a weird thing going on with the, the rights to the characters. So, no, it's not. That sucks. They, they upgraded it on PS4 a while back, and now it's on Xbox One. Balloons TD5. What are you doing? What are $14. You $14. What is that? What, what is that? Oh, let's get to this next one. Look at this word. Ikimu's Splinters of the Dark Shard. Oh, you nailed all that. All Everyone who developed all these games are fired. Or at least the marketing people who are like, let's name it this, that people will remember. Uh, over on oh, the market. It sounds like a bowel movement. Like I, the, the, sound, the sound you make is Ikimu, and then you the have Splinter of Dark Shard. Of dark shard. It sounds painful. <laughs> uh over onto the marketplace, we have the playable demo of Halo Wars 2, which is the that's first a, campaign mission in the Blitz mode. That's a smart way to get people in. Yes. Hey, remember demos? Yeah. 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 That game's really fun. I really hope more people give it a sh- chance because, you know, I took the time. I played through most of the campaign and really, really had a good time. Yeah. It's fun. Talked about it a few weeks back. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, we have games with gold. Yes. Uh, Layers of Fear, which is uh, available on all of March on Xbox One. And if you go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked, you can watch uh, Let's Play. Alana and I played that the first 20 minutes. Boom. There you go. Check it out over there. Bam. Uh, We have Evolve Ultimate Edition, which is uh, from March 16th to April 15th on Xbox One. That one's weird because that one's free to play. So I think it's just a bunch of the... It's downloadable stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Like a bunch yeah. of the stuff you would have to pay for. Yeah. Got it. Borderlands okay. 2, which is available from March 1st to the 15th on Xbox 360 and Xbox Game One. Rules. Get it. That is really cool. And heavy, Andrew Goldfarb worked at Gearbox. 
<laughs> Heavy Weapon, available from March 16th to the 31st on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Fantastic. All right. Let's move on to trivia. And hilariously, did not paste in the winner this week. Oops. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get it after the show because I don't have it in my phone. Congrats to the person who sent this Yes, question. congrats. To, thank you to the, the winner that will get something for this question. Back in the day, some DVDs came with content that was actually playable on other devices, such as an Xbox. One such DVD was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. If you inserted the disc into an Xbox, it came with a playable demo of what Star Wars game was that demo of? Was it Star Wars Obi-Wan? Was it KOTOR 2? Was it Battlefront 2? Or Lego Star Wars? What do you say, guys? All right. I have got an uh, answer. thinking that's going into this, but I'm sure it will end up leading me astray. <laughs> Who's going first? Leo Dustin. I want to go Destin. last because I have logic. All right. <laughs> I don't know the answer, so I'm going to go with D for Destin. Solid. Sean? Uh, I'm going to go with B, KOTOR 2, because I believe that lines up with roughly nope. when Revenge of the Sith would have come out. Okay. So Revenge of the Sith came out in May 2005, which means the DVD probably came out in the fall of 2005. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't help me because I don't remember when these games <laughs> came out. That was my logic. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Battlefront 2, because there was some Revenge of the Sith That was my there. alternate guess. Good luck, Marty. Thanks, man. All right. And oh. it's a competition. And none of well, us won. It was well, crappy Star Wars Obi-Wan. Congrats. No, I didn't. That's not the actual answer. I mean, it could did be. somebody get it? Uh, yes, Marty did get it. It was all right. Never wish like <laughs> Marty closing the gap. We both had the same logic. Destin at yeah. three points. But it led. Me. All right, <laughs> as I predicted. Alana with her one point from did from Phil Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that works. He said he wanted to give it to her. What I can't say to no to him. If he he could just uh, stop inviting us to press conferences. That's true. He could. <laughs> he could ban us all. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like a shot at winning a prize, which is usually an Xbox game donated by sometimes publishers, sometimes you guys. You guys get extra codes and you know, pre-orders or whatever it is. I uh, appreciate you sending those in so that we can give them away to other folks who will put them to good use. Send your Xbox trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers and note the correct one in your email. Uh, and send that to unlocked at IGN.com. Time to leave, gentlemen. Yep. Destin, what are you working on? I, know I never working- know what camera to look at, and that's what I'm giggling about. There's <laughs> the five wide. cameras. Look at the wide. I'm guessing the wide. this one. Now, nope. Okay, now, now you're there. Yeah. Now you're okay. there. Yeah. That one? Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, on a serious note, last night we did something called the Bungie Bounty. It's something that uh, the community gets to do uh, sort of in coordination with Bungie, and people in Destiny can get an exclusive emblem. I just want to say thank you to Bungie for allowing us to do that. It was me, Fran, and CJ, and uh, thank you to all the community members who uh, were able to stop by. We did that on YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat, uh, my channel, Twitch.tv slash Destiny Channel, and Twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. And uh, everybody came out. It, uh, it was really fun and uh, an awesome community experience with Destiny. So uh, thanks That's for that. That's great. And then uh, you've been very, very also, hard at work. I'm very sleep deprived. Uh, I've been working on Mass Effect. Yeah, it's our IGN first for this month. So it is. Uh, we're, we're really waiting until the last minute on this one. Yeah. But we're able to get a bunch of cool exclusive stuff. Uh, our reviewer is 
not part of that stuff at all, mm-hmm. so as to maintain that separation between the review process and this this final blast of preview coverage. But yeah, you've been you've been helping cut together and, and really producing some great features. You got the first thirteen minutes of the game in yep. there. You've got Evie's uh, loyalty, Evie's loyalty mission, uh, a tour of the Nexus yeah. that you put together. And and as a super fan, I understand how sensitive people are to spoilers, and I've been doing my best to keep it spoiler free so you can watch it. Obviously, the first thirteen minutes is going to have spoilers, but that's, that's the first thirteen. Let me well, that's a given. But the community yeah. has actually been, hey, we really appreciate that you're uh, trying to be careful sure. with this. So, so thank you for that. Also, and uh, yeah, uh, if you want to check it out, uh, I totally get it. And if you don't because you want to avoid spoilers, that's fine too. Check it out after the after you get some hands on time with the game. Absolutely. Shark. Follow me on Twitter at Shop by Finnegan. Uh, I'll be at PAX along with Marty and Alana this weekend. Uh, so if you see us there making content, come say hello. Yeah. And uh, I also want to take this opportunity to promote a really cool thing that we did today, which is International Women's Day. We had a really awesome stream where yeah. a bunch of women yeah. from IGN, both here and abroad, got to play and talk about their favorite female-led uh, games as well as other games. So if you want to check that out and see some faces you don't regularly see on IGN.com, that would be a great way to do it. And also to show your support for a lot of awesome women in our lives. Yeah, that was awesome that we were able to get Lucy from uh, AU and Alicia from the UK and Terry from LA and just all the rad women in the office here, a lot of whom aren't on camera a lot so yeah Yeah, there was a lot of positive support from the community about that too and it's just really good especially for the game space which tends to be i would not i don't think i'm wrong in saying that in in terms of the entertainment sphere games tends to be one of the worst offenders in terms of representation and treatment of women so it's good to see kind of uh, an active initiative to kind of combat that so it's getting we were really better and i was super proud yeah Yeah, i was super proud of what we did today um yeah honestly i just echo all that you can find me on twitter uh, at nick biggity uh, yeah, follow the two of us and Alana at Charles Lanazard uh, for updates on uh, pack stuff. Where yes. we're besides the two panels we mentioned, uh, we're gonna be on the show floor. Alana and I are hosting and appearing on a bunch of different panels. So uh, yeah, follow us. say hi if you see us. Don't be don't be scared. We don't bite. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter at dmc underscore ryan. Uh, I am I reviewed Super Bomberman R for the Nintendo Switch because you play that. A, I wanted an excuse to <laughs> be part of the Nintendo <laughs> Switch coverage, but B, I actually. I've loved Bomberman for 20 years, yeah. and so I was more than happy to review that game. What did you think of, uh, what was it, uh, Bomberman uh, Act Zero? Oh, I I reviewed it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no that, was, sorry. that was an early 360 game. That was yeah. a, oh. gritty, a gritty take on Bomberman. What is that? A it was gritty <laughs> take on... In a dark world. <laughs> you Just amazing. never speak of it again. That's yeah. all I ask it of you. It is abhorrent. It's... it's <laughs> It's every bad decision you could like if they're if if designing <laughs> this a Bomberman game, if designing a Bomberman game is a series of let's say a hundred decisions, you and you make the wrong decision, a hundred of those times. <laughs> that's what Bomberman Zero. <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, but Super Bomberman R for the Switch, not that bad. Uh, it's it's. It's okay. It's not great. I have some some issues with it, but there is core fun Bomberman in there as well. So yeah, would don't you, get me wrong six on that. Point some six thing, point right? two. Yeah, there you go. Is what I went with on that. And then I'm also this is a little more of interest, I think, to the Xbox audience. Uh, if you are if you have a Switch or planning to get one, I'm actually reviewing the Pro Controller oh, as well because oh, for I just me, got mine. <laughs> yeah, for me, I knew that I would probably want to play. Uh, a real game like Zelda and then Mario after that later this fall with a with a proper controller. So I'm going to have look for my review on that coming up soon-ish. But my early impressions are, you know, I, I 
I ordered it. You know, I paid the seventy bucks through through gritted teeth. Like, oh, that's so expensive, and yeah, I hated crazy. hated doing it. But it's it. I think the highest compliment I can pay it so far is like ergonomically, it, it feels almost identically identical to a 360 controller. Yeah. Like it's, awesome. it's right there, so it feels really good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, no uh, need to reinvent the wheel. Done. I got mine uh, yesterday. I had been playing on the Joy-Cons docked, and they, it just always felt off. <laughs> you get that controller, it feels like you're at home. Yes. You're, it's like this feels right, <laughs> yeah. and you can play Zelda on it, and it's fantastic. It is true. I don't have a pro controller, and I don't mind playing on the Joy-Cons. It's, I'm not saying they're terrible. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, the controller yeah. feels great. Yeah, yeah. I, I was afraid that I wasn't going to like the feel of the of the Joy-Con grip. I was like, I don't know about this. So that was part of my other reasoning for ordering yeah. the. the pro I was, controller. I was, I had the same feeling, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the grip, but I, boy, I. I'm also, I don't much. have like huge hands. Is the other thing. Like, I know I saw a photo of like Duggan or Jose tweeting out photos of how little the Joy-Con grip looks in their hands and i'm like my hands were that huge yeah like, i got ogre my, hands i got my yeah, switch might be an issue. Ready. i've got i got pretty big mitts so yeah let's see what happens more right. soon on nintendo voice chat yeah anyway <laughs> uh, xbox sorry no yeah we're done uh thank you all so much for tuning in each and every week uh this was unlocked gosh episode 286 and we'll see you guys next week bye bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.